0: If y'all remember last week, now text your friends if you want them here, but we got we to gotta go because it's too much. We're in, someone tell me where we are in thinking or rich. Subconscious, uh, subconscious mind. You can have me mind Subconscious mind. And then Chantel and them asked me to go real wide and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera right? And then it was so deep that we had all sorts of folks fighting and stuff about the content that was spewing from the class mm-hmm. stuff right? if you know your friend if you know your if you know your Talisa's and your Chantel's and your FOD Bashangi's you them here hear all that great stuff and in the meantime it's going down now who Robin since you just came in sorry <laughs> you set yourself up there you oh,
1: go
0: no. there you go, there you go. I want you to, in your own words, define you can't be wrong, but just define what the subconscious mind is in your own words
2: oh um
3: to me, the subconscious mind is it's not a thing, but it's it's what we work out of we work out of. The subconscious mind. I, I don't. Know, that's the best way I can explain it.
0: Um, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't like so, for an that.
3: example, if I'm telling myself, Sorry. "Don't, don't throw this. Don't you. You throw the dollar okay, in the there trash you go. can, and you throw it in the trash can anyway, and then you walk away, and like you just." consciously told yourself don't throw it in the trash can but you was already working and throwing it in the trash can way before you conscious like you, that whole thing so that's the best way i can describe what it is or maybe how it works
0: okay good no good stuff who else who else wants to throw up stuff out there that's good there's no correction there i'm not going to correct you you did a good job Who among you? All right, I'm gonna be like Shannon earlier. Class is quiet. I'm gonna be like Shannon earlier. All right. Let's make it work then. Let's make it work. Subconscious mind. Grace, I want you to pick out for me one of your favorite parts of the Libre, Libro. She's going in. Let's see. Deanna, you're next. And then Michelle, you'll be third. We use all my staff here. And then Daryl, I'm going to have you respond to what Grace is getting ready to say in your own genius. Okay. After Daryl, I'm going to have someone else respond. Here's the trick. As long as you stay in your genius, when you understand, you'll be just fine. The moment you try to sound smart, you won't be fine, okay? Don't try to sound anything. You're already a genius. Grace is going to read. Darryl's going to respond however his response comes out. Yes? Outstanding. Go ahead, Grace.
4: It's the very first page, the first two paragraphs. The subconscious mind consists of a field of consciousness in which every impulse of thought that reaches the objective mind through any of the five senses is classified and recorded. From here, thoughts may be recalled or withdrawn as letters may be taken from a filing cabinet. It receives and files sense impressions or thoughts regardless of their nature. You may voluntarily plant in your subconscious mind any plan, thought, or purpose which you desire to translate into its physical or monetary equivalent. The subconscious acts first on the dominating desires that have been mixed with emotional feeling, such as faith. All right, mute your
0: mic real quick. Before I let Daryl go, I want you to read it again. I want you to read it slower. Nothing you was wrong. He got it, but everyone's reading comprehension ain't at the same place and some of us are visual learners. So read it again, and this time I want you to emphasize certain words that stand out to you. All right, let's go. And then after that, Daryl, you up.
4: The subconscious mind consists of a field of consciousness in which every impulse of thought that reaches the objective mind through any of the five senses is classified and recorded. From here... Any thoughts may be recalled or withdrawn as letters may be taken from a filing cabinet. It receives and files sense impressions or thoughts regardless of their nature. You may voluntarily plant in your subconscious mind any plan, thought, or purpose which you desire to translate into its physical or monetary equivalent. The subconscious Acts first on the dominating desires that have been mixed with emotional feeling, such as faith.
0: All right, Daryl, teach us in your own genius. (laughs) Teach teach us in your own genius what that is. Robin, you next.
5: I'm going to do the best I can um, in terms of how it affects me. Over the years, I've attempted to um, understand uh, the subconscious mind and how it affects me. And I've related it oftentimes to religion. So I parallel religion with the subconscious mind. It has never meaning religion has never worked for me, no matter how much prayer, no matter how much I begged God, it just didn't happen. If I was struggling with a particular thing, And I, um, let me see, the best way to say that is that in my struggles, they remained as long as the thoughts, the actions that I uh, carried out remained. It didn't change no matter how much I begged God. That's what brought me to an understanding that there is something on a level deeper than I ever thought. And that's my, I call it my active and reactive mind. My reactive mind, meaning my subconscious mind automatically does things that I've already put in. I'm one of those people that dream vivid. I had a dream um, the other night of a friend of mine that who I haven't seen since high school. I dreamed him before high school as a kid playing, and then I dreamed him later on in the dream as a 60-year-old man. Um, those are the things that's in me already, this already planted. Anything that's ever, ever happened in my life is in my subconscious. How do I bring that out? I bring that out by certain events that happen that trigger that in my subconscious mind. It comes right back to my mind. Um The funny thing about it is that's where I'm studying right now, the subconscious mind or the reactive and active mind, just because it's so incredibly fascinating. When you look at um, 95 percent of what we do is subconscious. Ninety five percent. And I had to look at that. It makes perfect sense. I, I don't do what I set out to do in the morning. I do what's already in my mind to do. No matter what I say I'm going to do when I'm laying in the bed, okay, dear, you're going to get up and do this. soon as my feet hit the floor on the same side of the bed, it always hits the floor. I start doing what I'm programmed to do. That I don't particularly like, but that's the reality of it all.
0: There it it's is. facts. Yeah, no, no, it's facts. Now, I want you to notice that. I want you to notice the thing I want you to notice the most is he operated in his genius level. Does everyone understand that? You understand? He didn't try to be Napoleon Hill, uh, Warren Buffett. He was Daryl. You understand? And he went from what he knows. All of us are geniuses. Now, he said a lot of powerful things, but it was all basically to reinforce the one main concept he had which he introduced at the very end And that was, I don't decide stuff in the morning. I don't decide stuff today. I've already decided what I was going to do and how I was going to live. I don't like it, but I'm fascinated by the fact that that's a fact. Okay, that's good. That's fantastic. Deanna, You have your book with you. Good. Thank you very much, Daryl. Thank you for letting me put you on the spot as well. And thank you for being a ball-headed brother like Brian A. Johnson. (laughs) There you go. Since Brian wanted to bring that out. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There it is. I knew knew you couldn't resist. I knew you couldn't resist. Vianna, I'm going to want you to read your next passage. Robin, you are going to do what Daryl just did. And your own gift you're going to explain it. Chantel, you next. All right, go ahead, Dion.
6: It's uh, on the next page, 230. It's the very first line. The subconscious mind works day and night, and then it drops down to the second paragraph. You cannot entirely control your subconscious mind, but you can voluntarily Hand over to it any plan, desire, or purpose you wish to be transformed into concrete form. All
0: right, now, you, you I want you to read it again now. It's not that everybody didn't catch it. I'm, I'm at visual, okay? Now, for our visual learners, I want you to read again. again. So I want you to read it slower, and I want you to emphasize words that are important to you, and then other people will be able to catch you. There's no point of teaching. And everyone's not with us. All right, let's
6: roll. The subconscious mind works day and night. You cannot entirely control your subconscious mind, but you can voluntarily hand over to it any plan, desire, or purpose you wish to be transformed into concrete form.
0: Sounds good, Robin. Regale us with your genius.
3: Okay, um, how, how do I, how am I experiencing that? Is that what, the question was, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, um, so from what I got from that, uh, I, I speak better out of my experiences is oh, man that just it just hit a, a, a reality to me is yeah. that i i had asked i would pray and ask for my mm-hmm. own salon and i started preparing myself for this salon what happened as i prepared and as i prayed and as i went out and doing things to make it happen I had a dream and a couple months later I walked into a location and inside of that location from the color on the wall the chairs the decorations everything was just as it just exactly out how I seen it in my dream so I totally agree I totally agree I can't even, like, explain, like, say exact, you know, say that back. Um, but I, I totally get exactly what that whole passage um, that she had read.
0: Nah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you just agree with genius. I shall not fault you or re-explain what you already agree with. Good job. I appreciate you. one, the One time for me you swing the dreads. Let us see you swing the dreads. You gotta, but you gotta talk and do it though, so you can dominate. No, you gotta talk and do it so you can dominate the screen. I'm gonna be quiet. Go ahead, and, you gotta talk, so that you can be. No, nah, no, nah, no. Hold on, you're not talking. Hold on, I'm muted, Mike. Okay. All right, no not So,
3: I totally agree with the whole passage that Deanna just read. I thought that was so dope.
0: There it is. There it is. You have to swing them dreads around. We appreciate you very much. Hang time. Hang time. We are grateful. All right. Chantelle is getting ready to break down for us. Shannon, you have your book? Of course, yeah, I know. I know. You got that book and all the school books you got. You read for me, please. Your passage of choice right now and then we will have, I'm happy to you read it twice.
6: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and
5: still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me.
6: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Save big on your Memorial Day
7: barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
0: Take your time reading with great emphasis. And then Chantel will regale us with her genius.
4: All right.
8: <clears throat> My third time around reading this chapter, what stuck out to me was on page 230. And it's one of the most powerful things that this book does. So follow me, please. I'm going to read on page 230. And then I am going to flip back to page 72. It says, you cannot entirely control your subconscious mind, but you can voluntarily hand it hand over to it any plan, desire, our purpose you wish to be transformed into concrete form. We heard that. This is the most powerful sentence in the chapter to me. Read again the instructions for using the subconscious mind in chapter four. Read again the instructions for using the subconscious mind in chapter four. If you're not clear, that means if I read this book three times, That portion in chapter four, I've read six times. Because I read it, and then when I got to chapter, to this chapter, it told me to go back and read it again. And that's one of the most powerful things that Napoleon Hill does in this text, or whoever transcribed it or whatever. So we're going back to page 72. And this is the most powerful thing to me. It says, here is a is that the, the last paragraph on page 72. Here is a most significant fact. The subconscious mind takes any orders given it in a spirit of absolute faith and acts upon those art orders. Although the order orders often have to be presented over and over again through repetition before they are in interpreted by the subconscious mind so it means that you are doing something over and over and over again before your subconscious mind will take it in once that happens it comes back out and so that's why you have to do so much work to retrain that thing so the repetitious behavior whether it be in poverty or prosperity is what is controlling your subconscious mind. Let me hear what you got, tell.
7: Many things came up, but one word that kept popping up in my head was, um, you know, creating new habits and, repeatedly telling yourself telling your subconscious mind even maybe having to call it out and let it know that you are talking to it um via how to retrain your subconscious mind <laughs> um and telling it what it is that you need it to re- uh, learn to relearn or no what you want it to do differently um so Let me say an experience that I've just went through that has to do with this, though, because for myself, I've noticed that I have got have I've got to go through really uncomfortable situations sometimes to expand even further when it comes to my subconscious mind. So say you have gotten to that point of where you've started to do new habits, you lost those 10 pounds, you went on those trips, you created that program, you've done those things that you normally haven't do, haven't done. Now you've got now you've got to do something outrageous that's so uncomfortable to get you on a new level. So I say that in relation to uh my haircut. Because yesterday I spent, I did this on Monday and yesterday somebody close to me said something to me and it brought up a, a, much vulnerability out of me. And in that moment when this person who's close to me said this, and she, she may have not meant it this way, I'm not sure, but whatever she said triggered something that was already in me that I thought that I got rid of. I thought insecurity and everything was out the window. You know, I've been telling myself I'm worthy every day, telling myself this, but when she said something, it stirred up something in me where now I had to, um, I I went quick to go back to my old habits. But, I sat okay so once I left the situation because I knew that I've built up the strength to not um, react and I went away from it I sat with myself and I'm crying and I'm crying and I'm like what came up in me why is this hurting me am I insecure do I am I okay and it made me think about how I have got to Now it's making me think about this after what you just said. (laughs) Because no, it didn't make me think about it last night.
0: Keep working it out. Keep working it out. Keep
7: going. It made me think... It makes me think of how I have had something with me that has been so comfortable. It has been... My hair has truly been a part of my life all my life. And it was until now that it's gone, not gone on away, but now that it's gone, I have got more training to do for myself. I have to feed myself even more things because I've been hiding behind something that's been so comfortable. So a lot of things are coming up right now for me, but what I mainly hear is one, habits, And having to repeatedly, you know, just the simple fact of that. But it's not so simple when you are continuing to grow and you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations because that's when you're really able to, like, have to utilize what you've really learned. It's like, it's it's almost, it's not easy, but okay, I got to get out of bed. Chantal, get out of bed. Chantal, get out of bed. Get out of bed. That's a little different. That's at home. But now when you're out in the public, when you're doing something that's huge... Like, maybe networking, and you know that you need to open up your mouth in order to serve others. Are you able to do that? Are you listening to the conscious mind that's like, no, don't say anything, just sit there, smile, look cute, flip the hair? Or are you going to do what you wrote down with your intention? Like, I'm going to go ahead and give people, other people, compliments today. I'm going to do things that I know I need to do in order to grow and expand. And those things that you have got to feed your subconscious mind. So I'm just putting my experiences recently of things that I'm dealing with into the whole subconscious thing, because it seems to be like huge, um, that you don't go nowhere without it. And it's not as simple as I I thought, because um, you don't realize how much work it is until you are uncomfortable. (laughs)
8: good stuff
0: good stuff good stuff who was who was helped by Chantel working it out who was helped If, if, if you didn't start thinking about the beans on the stove and all that stuff all right now I would be inappropriate here I have a professional her name is Robin and she is a beautician we're gonna let her chime in because you mentioned about hiding and you have things to improve and your hair. So we're gonna let this professional give you some feedback in that category. Go ahead, Robin. I know you was ready. I know it. You was praying,
1: wasn't you? <laughs> I am <laughs> boiling. It's <laughs> almost like okay, first of all,
3: Chantel, you look so fly. <laughs> um yeah. I have definitely, you, you look so fly. I'm going to say that right now. And mm-hmm. if anything, I'm just like, man, if she was a clown of mine, I would throw some color in there and I would make that short hair like, woo. But um, <laughs> but yeah, as we, um, just listening to you talking about hiding, hiding behind your hair, I go through a lot of clients who is going through a, a unveiling. And that's the whole thing of what my whole Noonie Bougie means. Is naturally undefeated new image. It's not the fact that it's new, but it's the you that it's the you that's already been inside of you that is wanting to come out. And you and just watching you going through your transformation, going through your growth, and uh, Antonio being really patient with all of us going through this transformation that we've been going through. Chantel, what I see, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm really excited and I'm really happy for you. And um, the one thing that I have to say is just be excited for yourself. Be very excited about it. Be unapologetic, very unapologetic about it. But it is, um, it's like an awesome transformation just to see you go through that. And the fact that you have recognized that, hey, I have been hiding behind my hair even though you wear your hair pulled back and you had it out and you got your curls, there's still something that you was able to see within you that you were hiding behind it. So the fact that you took the, you know, went on and cut it. And it's wearing it short. I was like, did I miss something? Uh, (laughs) Where was I at? She cut her hair like, yo, but, um, it, to me, that's what that, that's what that says. It's like, Hey, I'm here. I am transforming and I'm not hiding the fact that I'm going through this transformation right now within myself. And here is this very external. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I say, yeah, wear it out.
1: Good (laughs) stuff. I want you to swing your
3: head, girl. Swing it.
0: (laughs) That's it. That's it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, one more encouragement we're going to bring in Grace now gray sandals. Now, I need you to be vulnerable, okay? I need you to be all the way vulnerable. Yes? yes. Outstanding. She's going to be all the way vulnerable, and she has some input here. So.
4: Chantel, that, that statement resonated with me. Hide behind your hair is real. When y'all first came into the business university, my hair wasn't like this. My hair was fried dyed, laid to the side every week. <laughs>
1: every <laughs> week. Every
4: <Friday. laughs> Every uh, Thursday, oh, it was Thursday. Oh, okay, uh, if okay. it was Saturday if I couldn't go Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every week. Uh and that was that was my identity, was my hair. If you saw if you saw Facebook pictures, I would not take selfies when my hair was done because I loved it, you know. I got thick hair. And every once in a while people would be like, Oh, well, you ever thought about going natural? Oh no, this hair is too thick. I don't know how I would even look with that. And then one day <laughs> I just didn't feel like going and getting my hair done anymore. <laughs> I was like, I don't feel like going. I'll go next week. Uh, I don't feel like going this week either. And suddenly, perm started, it stopped happening. So I said, you know what? Let's try this natural thing. But then I forgot what it entailed. Oh, you got to get all that perm cut out your hair, huh? Oh, okay. And <laughs> so I, I was brave enough and I went and got, sat in the chair. My beautician, beautician, I'm old school. My stylist, <laughs> who... Would, who did my hair for a number of years she cut it out for me and when i looked i was like whoa and then i got it shaped up and i was like good lord howard you know I, all these insecurities started happening and then my tribe came to my rescue mm. especially that shannon girl because i see her a lot and she she gave we have this line in chat and she gave me a compliment i was i was up i'm on a praise team at my church and we, we go live every morning every Sunday morning. And when I got back to my seat, I saw my friends say, Do y'all see this girl? Uh, give giving it a to him with this hairstyle. And it just it 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 boosted my confidence. But my whole tribe, <laughs> my whole tribe boosted my confidence. <laughs> but my whole my whole tribe boosted my confidence because they just knew that my hair was my life and I hid behind it. And this is something new. And she is she is gonna flip out if you know if she thinks she doesn't, you know, look good. But you know, that that really helped. And so your curls are still popping, boo-boo. It's cute. It's cute.
1: Okay.
0: Good, good, <laughs> good, good. I messed with it the first day that I, I saw how I messed with it, but I forgot to say I was just playing because I was too busy teaching at the time. So I came back and cleaned it up the next day. I mess with it. It is gorgeous, boo boo, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. Every time I see your hair, I want to
1: snatch some hair. <laughs> snatch You understand. What I mean? uh, <laughs>
7: like, uh, in, in like just relation to, uh, like the journey, you know, and even like just the subconscious mind and growing and learning and feeding yourself new things. You can get comfortable learning the new things that you've learned. Like you can get comfortable with getting on these calls. You can get comfortable with reading, thinking. You can get comfortable with things. And some just because you're, who said it? Denzel Washington said it. Just because you're moving doesn't mean you're making moves man
0: movement don't confuse movement with progress
7: progress thank you thank you okay and it's like whoa this cut right here i was like okay hold up this is a whole new light i'm like i've got to i don't even know i'm not thinking about what i've got to do i'm taking it a day at a time but when i tell you i was like okay my hair was my identity my personality really and now in the past two days I've gotten more compliments than I've gotten in the past two years. So that says something, but it is it's truly showed me that that uncomfort getting out your comfort zone is huge. That's where you figure out how, like how far you really, you got to experience new things and do new things to see what you really learned and how to implement it. So, yeah.
0: Well. Let me say this and then, and I'm going to speak on me and Shannon's behalf, because me and Shannon are quite similar.
7: I'm sweating.: I
0: this is one of the ways uh, I love, this is one of the things we're similar on though. She, she'll let me make it on this
1: one.: <laughs>
0: You got comfortable you got more confidence now in who you are than what you can do to people. Or, and I'm, I'm speaking from a sexual manner, okay? You got more confidence in what you are, who you are, <clears> than <throat> how good you are at it. That's deep. That's too deep for some folks. That's too deep for some folks. Ro- okay, right? yeah, Robin got it. Robin got it. It, it, it comes a point where you're going to have to grow past how good you are and when and we cover the sex transplantation chapter, right, how good you are in that category, to the point where now you can just cut your hair and say, baby, I've been beautiful. I don't need you to compliment me. Thank you, though.
1: Thank you. Okay.
0: Thank you. I know you complimented my hair, but I, I cut off eight inches of what you complimented. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. See my mind now. You understand? And all that good stuff. So good job to you. Good job to you. Let me pick on, pick out some other folk that I know have their books. Let's see. Actually, let me just keep with my readers. Keep with my readers here. Grace, pick me out another. And Shannon, this time you're going to break it down. Grace is going to read. Shannon's going to break it down with the potty face. You're going to read. <laughs> and Shannon, we me and Shannon like this all the time, y'all. All the time. Okay, Oh, yeah, don't, we're going to come after you, <laughs> you know, don't, don't do that, if y'all see some new people on the call, I've invited some new people on today's call, and if you new people, if you want to talk, you're more than welcome to talk, you're more than welcome, you don't have to be here six years just to have a voice, we, we love you as is, we got one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right, Shannon, she's going to read, twice, you're going to read once for Shannon to get it, you're going to read second again for our visual people to get it, and then in the second hour, I'll move on to something else. You ready?
1: Go.
4: I'm on page two thirty-one of the, that version that Antonio's holding up of this that thingy, grow rich. In the, the middle of the page, where it starts a good many statements in the chapters, but I'm starting from the word "remember." Remember. Your subconscious mind functions voluntarily whether you make any effort to influence it or not. This naturally suggests to you that thoughts of fear and poverty and all negative thoughts serve as stimuli to your subconscious mind unless you master these impulses and give it more desirable food upon which it may feed. The next paragraph, first two sentences the subconscious mind will not remain idle. If you fail to plant desires in your subconscious mind, it will feed upon the thoughts that reach it as the result of your neglect. That was really what I want to hang my hat on. So I'm going to read, read all of it again, right? Okay. Remember, your subconscious mind functions voluntarily whether you make any effort to influence it or not. This naturally suggests to you that thoughts of fear and poverty and all negative thoughts serve as stimuli to your subconscious mind unless you master these impulses and give it more desirable food upon which it may feed. Man, I'm starting to understand that now. The subconscious mind will not remain idle. If you fail to plant desires in your subconscious mind, It will feed upon the thoughts that reach it as the result of your neglect. Dr. Clark?
8: When you have any kind of desire, whether it be positive or negative, the method and the content with which you feed it is what will become evident to anybody's eye. I can tell y'all all day that I am eating more healthier foods and I am working out. But if you look at me from day to day and I'm still as voluptuous as I am today, and I'm not doing it, my body, can only respond to what I put in it. Your mind is the same way. The problem is we think that everything that comes out of our mouth, we impart it to our mind. Your subconscious mind don't feed off of your words. It don't feed off of your daily affirmations that you speak out of your mouth. The only thing your subconscious mind eats is what you intentionally feed it by thinking it unfortunately we think that we believe that we think everything that we say i think of thoughts to be more of digested words words that you have spit out of your mouth but you have also digested into your brain same way we can chew food for days chew 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 some of that nutrient from that chewing it'll go down But if you don't swallow the bulk of what's in your mouth, it didn't go in if you spit it out. Sometimes when we do our positive words like that and we believe that we're feeding our mind by what we say, we think we're doing something. You have a source you. And source is an excellent reader of BS. And so you can do the affirmations and you can Say the positive words, but this book just told you, master your impulses. Your subconscious mind feeds off what you do out of impulse. Somebody get in front of you and you like, you son of a, that just went in. Somebody says something to you and you, you stupid mother, that just went in. Because that's impulsivity. That's what you do. That's how you feel. That's how you think. That is you what you do upon impulse. You have to master your impulses because that's what sinks into your subconscious. And so the next time a car cuts you off, when you think you're going to be positive because that's what you've been spewing out of your mouth. You got Kirk Franklin playing in the car. You just listen to T.D. Jakes and somebody cut you off and you be like, you stupid. That came from your subconscious because that's what you fed it that's what you fed it. You have to do the master your impulses. I remember I asked the question, I wrote it even in here, how do you master the impulses of poverty, fear, and negativity? I believe I probably asked that question a class before or whatever. I I took a deep breath when Grace said this page because I don't know if y'all can see I underlined in pencil, but this whole page is underlined. And I was like, oh, crap, she going to read something. I didn't underline the whole page. I don't know why. But I rarely ask questions. But I wrote this question down. How do you master the impulses of poverty, fear, and negativity? And then I put a box around knowledge. And I have an arrow pointing to knowledge. The more knowledge you acquire regarding you and how you feel in in regard to poverty, fear and negativity that's you fight poverty fear and negativity with knowledge you feed your impulse you master your impulses with knowledge the reason why we get so impulsive behind things is because we are ignorant in regards to them one of the best stories tony ever told was when he helped tempest understand how fear wasn't real real she had a she was deathly afraid of dogs deathly afraid of dogs And he had to make her see that you are afraid of something that has never occurred. It doesn't exist. No dog has attacked you. No dog has bitten you. You're afraid of something that you have predetermined in your mind. So it's not even real. But that only comes through knowledge you cannot be the smartest person in the room and master your impulses. You cannot. You cannot have a piggyback to everybody's statement and master your impulses. You're in a holding pattern. If you always, if you never receive anything and you're always adding to, you're always adding I need to piggyback off of you and and let me say this, let me know how something somebody has said has helped you understand better. One thing I realized about Antonio, we we go back and forth and he's right. You better not ever get in between anything going on between me and him. It's people right now today think I, I hate his guts, like I, I just, I can't stand him. And I love him to death, but I don't like him. But here's the thing about him that taught me that he was a good leader and a good person for me to follow. He can learn from anybody. People challenge him, people combat him, people wanna prove they know more, you don't. I I believe every book in the world, Antonio probably knows it in some form. I I stopped competing with him in knowledge three years ago. He just knows more and I don't wanna know everything that he knows. But he never ever ever stops learning and he's not selective upon who he learns from. You'll never catch him piggybacking every single comment. You'll never catch him always wanting to add to this and add to that and never receiving anything. That's how you master your input. Always wanting to put your two cents in, that's poverty. Impoverished people hold on to two cents. And as you're holding on to two cents, you cannot grab hold to millions. Because you always want to keep that two cents to drop in everybody's pot. I don't need pennies in my pot. I got a millionaire dropping millions in my pot. And you can have that too if you master your impulses. Understand that you're not the smartest person in the room, but you don't have to be. We are all forever growing, forever matriculating, forever learning from each other. It takes knowledge. And I don't want to hear what you know. I said that earlier. I want to see what you know. And when you master your impulses, people can see what you know.
1: Mm, mm, mm,
0: mm, mm, mm. All right. Uh, just, just, just.
7: I had to
1: check the time to end the class. For
0: real. All she said was what the universe wanted y'all to hear. Honestly, hand me hand me that Lee Vertically book real quick. All she said was what the universe wants out of here. Uh let's see who Torrey, can you talk? I know you're driving in California in traffic. So please Yeah, you know, can you hear
1: me? Okay.
0: Yeah, I can hear you just fine, but can 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 you talk and navigate at yeah, the same
9: time? I'm hands free. I'm good. Right.
0: Okay. Um, Daryl Dillahunty tells me all y'all got Teslas out there, so you might be in your Tesla Driving. Thank
9: <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, I appreciate Good, that. good.
0: But did you get to hear what Shannon said?
9: I did, and I just wanted to just thank everyone for That's their knowledge.
0: what I want you to go here. Go ahead, bro.
9: I want to thank everybody for their knowledge. And, Shannon, that was really, really compelling how you put that. You put that really elegantly, and it was black and white. I mean, you, you did a beautiful job stating that. And I just wanted to, you know, you said two cents, and I can't help it. I'm a football coach. So every time I see something, I, gotta, I feel like I got a coach, but I don't. But I just have mm. to say this, that as soon as you said what you said, it was just, I read a book called Be Like Mike, and this was my transformation from, like, what took me from my circumstance to the next level in terms of thought processes and subconscious mind. And in the book, a reporter asked Michael Jordan, how did he hit the game-winning shot? And Michael, and she was just like, asking him all these questions, like, did you feel like you were going to miss? And he was like, how can I miss a shot that I haven't taken? And it all stems to kind of like that subconscious mind of thinking things into existence. And it, I feel like you know, so many of us think of so many negative things, and it's so hard because that's how we were bred. And that's that's our, some of us, that was our environment. And just hearing that, you know, it just, it just triggers some things in my mind. So I just wanted to you know, I ain't trying to coach or preach or nothing like that. I just wanted to say thank you, and man, that was just so true. Thanks, thanks, Antonio. I appreciate it.
0: No, very welcome. In fact, I just realized after he started talking, he sent me a private message saying, "Hey, can I say
9: something?"
0: I had no idea that he did that. I'm just, i my my intention. I taught last week. No, what normally happens before things are rich is Shannon and Tempest teach with me. And they'll have a whole day in which we would say teach. You can't see that. You can't see that brilliance and thinking of oh, rich because that's more of my territory. But please know, that Shannon, this whole company is built around Shannon Tippett and Antonio. The whole company, the whole am I lying? The whole company is built around Shannon Tippett and Antonio, and our strength and our magnetism. So I'm grateful for them too. I want to keep on sharing the same energy, so I will say something I told to Grace. Well, I don't think I told to you privately. I think I told you and Deanna privately in the office. We got this little app that we communicate constantly. It's called Line app. This is what we do. Y'all do what y'all do, but this is what we do. And I noticed Grace and Deanna, they don't do this anymore, but every time Shannon, Tempest, or somebody would post something, they go, I saw that. I saw it the other day. I saw, ooh, yeah, that was funny. And I just kept noticing that. Y'all remember this? I kept noticing it over and over. And it took me about two months, and I finally said something to them, too. And let me pause it. Who remembers what I said? I what I read in the
1: book. You remember
0: what you read in the book? Okay, let's go with you. Let's get Deanna. So this is exactly what Shannon is talking about. Deanna, let's, let's see what you remember about what you read the book. Go ahead.
6: When you say things like, oh, man, I remember seeing that. Oh, I saw that already. Yeah, that was funny. Or something like that. You basically, you invalidate the other person and what they posted or what they said. You Basically you kinda brush off what they did and it's not and it doesn't leave the other person feeling a certain way. Um if that makes sense.
1: That makes
0: plenty of sense. Okay. Plenty of you mute your mic. Makes plenty of sense. Here's what happened. Did it matter that when Antonio posted something, I just used my name. Well, I'll use a fake name. Temperature posted something. I'm not getting fake names, okay? I'm not getting fake names. When Temperature posted something. Grace didn't have to, Chantel, Grace didn't have to go, oh, I saw that. It was funny, too. That didn't add value to her post. It actually robbed it. Because you seeing it, Earlier is now you in competition. We didn't need to know that you saw it earlier. And when I explained to them, probably is I see a lot of y'all stuff early. And I went and showed them. I said, you know, this post, this post, I saw this. But I never say nothing. I react to your brilliance of finding it like it was the first time. Now, take it out of them, and of course, they don't do that no more. This is years ago. This is. This is phase one stuff. This is is years ago. This is way, way years ago, three, four years ago. But it was important for our camaraderie. Every time Shannon says something, man, why I got to re-preach it? Why I got to go behind? Why I got to act like she didn't say it the way I would have said it? It's not proper. And at the heart, of what she was saying was listen. She actually said it better than what I could say. What did you learn from it? Don't tell me how you add to it. <laughs> what did you take from it? And that's powerful because if you give people a opportunity to speak with their voice, they will always let you know who they are. Mm. If you give people an opportunity to speak with their voice, they will always let you know who they are. Some people are so smart, they invalidate every other person around them just because they have to be the smartest person in the room. It's a big deal. Very big deal. Thank you, Shannon, for bringing it out. I really want to stay on that same energy. I'm not even sure if everybody can handle that one though, but I mean she that 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 was powerful. Super powerful. Well and that's what Brian would say it's just super powerful. <laughs> that was super dynamic. That was super dynamic, Sandy. Super dynamic. Well, let me just pause real quick here. I want to say hey, <laughs> I'm going to switch to another book here. Briefly, briefly, I have, a, obviously, I have an agenda here. You guys will be teaching most of the class tonight. I'm going to switch to another book. Before I do that, I want to say my, my trusted CEO is in the building. Can we please, please make some noise? She has been on a class that has taken her from us and will continue to take her from us. For the next four weeks so we miss her dearly yeah it's eight weeks it's eight weeks total. yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah.
0: Well, it's been too long because i don't know what i'm doing about. it's been too long it's been too long, been too long. I'm... all right I'll get your question, to tell. tempest you may be here for a brief moment because of class would you unmute your mic and just say whatever you you know what's on your mind or just even if it's just hello we would love to hear from you, give you an opportunity to say something just in case you have to check out of here in a second. And I know Shannon has to check out at 8 o'clock, too, which is going to hurt all our feelings. Oh. You there, Tempest?
8: Hey, I don't want to say anything because I don't even know what chapter y'all on. So just,
6: hey, thank you all for being here.
0: Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I heard that voice. Yeah. I can't do that. No. I know. It makes it makes people like Jerome go, don't mess with templates, right? I can't do that.
1: <laughs> I can't
0: do that. Hey, hey, okay, let me try. Try. Hey, Chantel, I'm gonna get to your question. This is not genuine, huh? This is not genuine. This is not genuine. It's just not, it's just not all right. It's more like, yo, Chantel, get ready. Go. that's that, exactly. that's more of me. That, okay, that that's about right. <laughs> Chantel asked a question in chat. Could we possibly expand expand on mastering your impulse as well? I shall not expand on that. Shannon, you're back up.
1: <laughs>
0: I just sat here and gave you a soliloquy about how I ain't going to do that. <laughs> so, Shannon, <laughs> that's on you. The
8: best or the most concise way that I can say to do it, uh, I'm, a re- I'm on chapter- page 231 in the last book paragraph, and it says, it is sufficient to remember that you are living daily in the midst of all manner of thought impulses that are reaching your subconscious mind without your, Some of these impulses are negative, some are positive. You are now engaged in trying to help shut off the flow of negative impulses. So what I would believe that you would have to do and what honestly I did was I had to call myself out whenever I saw that I was hurting. So I wanted to keep myself in that pain and in that low level and in that covered up level. I would go out. And look for things or people that would keep me in that low state. And then I would inflict that same pain. And this is all impulsivity. I, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm rejected. So my natural impulse response to that is I love this feeling because I don't have self-worth. I want to stay here. This is my per- what I personally struggled with. So I would go out. I would call a guy up that I knew treated me like garbage. Hey, what's up? What you doing? You know, knowing for a fact he would want to see me. We could go out. I didn't have to think about anything worth anything because I wanted to continue to feel worthless. And that's what I had implanted in my subconscious mind ever since being abused as a young child. So from the ages of eight to becoming an adult, constantly planting, you were bad, you're ugly, you're this, that's why that boy, that's why that man hurt you. That's why they did those painful things to you. This is 10 years of building my subconscious to where it automatically knew how to respond to these negative impulses. So I had to force myself. This was my first year in this class where I would come in and I would sit down and I would just cry because I'm being introduced to this book and I'm being introduced to Your Thoughts Become Your Life and I'm asking myself, what the hell do you mean? Change your mind, change your life. How do you change the way you think? I've been thinking like this for years. Went through that whole phase and I took it one by one. One by one, okay. I'm being rejected. This is okay. Let's research rejection. Let's get to the core truth of what rejection really is and what my response to it really means. Came back to it was my fault and I had control over it. Or when I begin growing, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the growth. Leave them where they are. And as you pick apart these things that you struggle with, I had to do rejection, I had to do sexual impulses, I had to do arrogance. You take each thing and you gain knowledge about it. What is it? Where does it come from? Where did it come from for me? But the thing is, with every single thing that you pick apart, you must come to the realization that at this point in your life, it is your fault. And that's the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing to do. But if you're going to master your impulse, you have to realize that you are in control of it. But if you say that you're in control of it now, then you've always been in control. Now I'm not talking about when you were a kid. I'm talking about there comes a time when you are the master of yourself. And you can't keep going, I can't keep going back to when I was eight years old and saying, well, I think like this because I was molested. I think like this because I was raped. I can't keep saying that. Because I'm 39 years old right now. I'm not eight years old being held down in a closet. So anything that I'm thinking and feeling and reacting to today, that's on me. And so I had to take each thing open it up peel it back realize where it came from gave myself permission to be where i was and worked my way out of it with the help of those around me but knowledge knowledge is what really helped Chantel. and so can i give you a step-by-step like do these five things and this is how you master your impulses the only thing that i can tell you to do is get to know them Get to know your impulses. Get to know, become knowledgeable about them. And then get to the crux, get to the core of where, where that is with you. Kind of like what you did with your hair. It gives a whole new meaning to India. I read, I am not my hair. Get to the core of it. And then when you get to the core, you can climb. Until you get to the core, You'll never climb out of it. I'm here. It may be one of those things where you can text me. You can call me. Hey, I'm, I'm getting knowledge about this. What should we, you know, we can powwow about it, but I don't have a step-by-step. All I know is that what really got me out was becoming knowledgeable, knowledgeable about it and accepting responsibility for it and realizing that. I was worth the climb of getting out of it. And it ain't, I'm not done climbing. There are still things that I deal with that I have to conquer, that I go through in order to keep aspiring to uh, prosperity and con- to continue growing, continue to self-develop. It never ends. I'm, I'll forever be a student. So I hope that was mm. so- Um That's all I have, Tony.
0: Well, won't you write this down for me real quick there, Shannon? <laughs> won't you write this down for me? I,
1: mean,
0: I feel strongly about this. Worst the climb. Subtitle. Finding my way back to Shannon.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> write it, girl. Oh, see, write
8: it. it. it really, I don't know why I didn't click. didn't click. You you down, book. But no,
1: okay,
0: I got you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> your class, Reverend. That's it. That's it, girl. You write that while you doing your PhD. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. That's it. Chantel, spot on. There's no real steps, but I am going to show something. I was hesitant at first, but then Shannon revealed to me that I should show something. This is some geek stuff that I love, but anyway, you'll find your way to loving it, too, because why not?
10: The brain is made up of tiny nerve cells called neurons. These neurons have tiny branches that reach out and connect to other neurons to form a neural net. Each place where they connect is integrated into a thought or a memory. Now the brain builds up all its concepts by the law of associative memory. For example, ideas, thoughts, and feelings are all constructed and interconnected in this neural net and all have a possible relationship with one another. The concept in the feeling of love, for instance, is stored in this vast neural net. But we build the concept of love from many other different ideas. Some people have love connected to disappointment. When they think about love, they experience the memory of pain, sorrow, anger, and even rage. Rage may be linked to hurt, which may be linked to a specific person which then is connected back to love. Who is in the driver's seat when we control our emotions or we, we respond to our emotions? We know physiologically that nerve cells that fire together wire together. If you practice something over and over again, those nerve cells have a long term relationship. If you get angry on a daily basis, if you get frustrated on a daily basis, if you suffer on a daily basis, you give reason for the victimization in your life you're rewiring and reintegrating that neuronet net on a daily basis. And that neuronet net now has a long-term relationship with all those other nerve cells called an identity. We also know that nerve cells that don't fire together no longer wire together. They lose their long-term relationship because every time we interrupt the thought process that produces a chemical response in the body, every time we interrupt it, those nerve cells that are connected to each other start breaking the long-term relationship, when we start interrupting and observing, not by stimulus and response and that automatic reaction, but by observing the effects it takes, then we are no longer the body, mind, conscious, emotional person that's responding to its environment as if it is automatic. There's a part of the brain called the hypothalamus. Hypothalamus is like a little mini factory, and it is a place that assembles certain chemicals that matches certain emotions that we experience. Those particular chemicals are called peptides, which small chain amino acid sequences. The body is basically a carbon unit that makes about 20 different amino acids all together to formulate its physical structure. The body is a protein-producing machine. In the hypothalamus, we take small chain proteins called peptides, and we assemble them into certain neuropeptides or neurohormones that match the emotional states that we experience on a daily basis. So there's chemicals for anger, and there's chemicals for sadness, and there's chemicals for victimization. There's chemicals for lust. There's a chemical that matches every emotional state that we experience. And the moment that we experience that emotional state in our body or in our brain, that hypothalamus will immediately assemble the peptide and then releases it to the pituitary into the bloodstream. The moment it makes it into the bloodstream, it finds its way to different centers or different parts of the body. Now, every single cell in the body has these receptors on the outside.
2: And one cell can have thousands of receptors studying its surface, kind of opening up to the outside world. And when a peptide docks on a cell, it literally, uh, like a key going into a lock,
1: sits on
2: the receptor surface and attaches to it and kind of moves the receptor. And kind of like a doorbell buzzing, sends a signal into the
1: cell. It's party time! A receptor
2: that has a peptide thinning in it um, changes the cell in many ways. It sets off a whole cascade of biochemical events, some of which wind up with changes in the actual nucleus of the cell cell is definitely alive, and uh, each cell has a consciousness, particularly if we define consciousness as the point of view of an observer. There is always a perspective of the cell.
1: The <laughs> fact that
2: the cell is a small unit of consciousness in the body.
10: <laughs> the definition of an addiction is something really simple. Something that you can't oh, sell. Oh, oh, we bring to ourselves situations that will fulfill the biochemical craving of the cells of our body by creating situations that meet our chemical needs.
1: It always happens to
10: me! We'll always need a little bit more. In order to get a rush or a high of what they're looking for chemically. So, my definition really means that if you can't control your emotional state, you must be addicted to it.
1: All right,
0: so much here to unpack. I'll do it very, very quickly. Start from the beginning that. Hold on. There's a start from the beginning. Uh, we are, Chantel. The more you use your neural network, the more you do something, the stronger that neural network gets. The more you don't do it, the weaker it gets, and the more it breaks down. If you want to break an addiction, stop doing that thing. <clears throat> Easier said than done, because the entire body is conscious. Every cell in your body has
1: consciousness
0: you don't view it this way but that don't stop it from being facts we know this scientifically we understand it we 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 have proof of it like this is hard science this isn't something we get to disagree with like as if these are my fingers you don't get to disagree with that the same way we understand that a cell in a body is conscious and reacts to things happening in what we call the outside world, but that's outside the cell. And then your body reacts, et cetera, et cetera, and creates your pH balance and all sorts of stuff. Cancer, you name it, it is what it is. Also in there is the basic understanding that you should understand, Shannon, Grace, Tempest, Diana. Dave, Daryl. There was a part in a little movie. Now, this came from the movie What the Bleep Do We Know. It's a little different on YouTube. It's actually the actual movie. It was a little different. I, I, I noticed some things. The name of the movie is What the Bleep Do We Know. It was the book first. Well, actually, the book of the movie came out at the same time, 2005. It was before The Secret. It was before The Secret by three quantum physicists and their assistant. And it shocked the world. It was it's it incredible. I have the book and the movie. I think the book is actually over there. somewhere.
9: yep,
0: <clears throat> the book is right there. Ham the book. The stand up you'll see, it's blue and it says with white letter on the side. Yep, right there. I have libraries all over the place. This is the book, BJ. Is he there? There you go. This is the book. What the bleep do we know? Right here, I have it. And and let me tell you, I have. Like Shannon, me and this book went to pencil war. Yeah, man, this book went to pencil war. Here's what you should get, everyone. And you got it, BJ. Here's what you should get, Chantel. Try to receive this and as much as you're allowing as possible. Robin, your sales, they're conscious and they're crying out for experience. If you notice in the movie, it was saying, please make me sad, make me sad. And right after that, the dude ran into her with the wine. And it seemed as if she did not want it to happen. But that's a lie. She is chemically addicted to the hypothalamus pumping out the hormone that goes with sadness. At this point, her body is addicted to it. The, neuros- the the neuropeptides go into the receptors, like the key in the lock, as the lady explained, and it's just love making with sadness. There's a couple of ways to understand that without the neuro- the neurology. Now the reason why do I know all this so much? My I almost went like Shannon and got my PhD. And but you know, that's her battle. That's not mine. I was my PhD was going to be in cognitive developmental neuroscience. That's where I was going. This is a fascination and a passion of mine. Cognitive developmental neuroscience from the University of Houston PhD. And at campus applied me, we, we, went, a, we, we went to a visit, a campus visit and everything. Anyway, Tim's had to walk me on the wrong places. I don't know what I'm doing. What's important here is you should know (laughs) (laughs) what you should know is all of you are addicted. In my case, I'm absolutely addicted to positivity. I can't wait for it. I'm addicted to it. I need it. And if you come around me with that bull, I'm going to go into withdrawals until I be happy again. I'm going to get sick of your presence physically until I can get back to my team that have helped me be happy. Some of you are just flat out allergic to positivity. You can't handle it. This is why when I teach, you can't handle that. You had those classes. You know what I'm talking about. You know who you are. You've had those classes that you was like, no, I'm not. Nope. Nope. Hang up. You send me a message because it's not just enough to hang up. You're so addicted. You have to hang up and send me a message because you know, you need more of that addiction. And what I'm supposed to do, according to your awareness is respond. But I won't give that to you. I won't. And, and there's some people <laughs> I was looking at some faces. There's some people who know me that you came in. It was like, Hey, and I was like, hey, what's wrong? You all right? Are you mad? Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know how you can argue, though, right? And I just won't. I just won't because I am addicted to being happy. It is natural for me. Who you are is what every one of your cells permeates at. Controlling your impulses, Shannon just answered. Why you are addicted, the clip just answered. Helping you understand it, I'm answering. All of you are addicted. So next, don't be don't be mad at the drug addict. There is that, that's what the Bible calls that notorious. Well, King James Verse calls it notorious crimes. That just means it's a sin you can see on the outside. Notorious sins, I mean, not crimes. It just means a sin you can see. You want some sins you can see that according to y'all, mm-hmm. prostitute, Tax collector, drug dealer, you know, all that stuff. But Chantel is equally addicted. Mm-hmm. They just happen to be addicted to something the government made illegal. We can't make buffoonery illegal. I wish we could. I wish we could. I, I would love to make ignorant people illegal or just illegal to come in my space. I can't legislate it, but what I can do is apply the law of attraction, because what's in me will exist in my reality. I don't deal with drama, because it's not in me. I literally don't argue. If I do, I'm violent. Believe that. If you get me to a place of arguing, it's violent. Scorch the earth time. Not. Try to remember that. Yes, you're absolutely. The question was asked. I won't say who it is. The question was asked. This could be recorded. Can I be addicted to not receiving love? The question, the ask, the truth is, yes. In your understanding, you are addicted to not receiving love, but that is love. It's the way you have defined love. You have defined love as what you're calling not being loved. It determines the type of mate you pick. Male or female, guys or girls, why I'm talking to all both genders here. It determines how you pick your mate. Shannon just wisely said, oh yeah, I was feeling bad and I intentionally, hey, call me. Hey, let's go out so you can can continue to make me feel bad. I just do I called you to make me feel bad. So if he would have popped up on some positivity stuff, so she'd have been upset. Like, man, hey look, man, ain't nobody yeah, man, you know we came here, you know. not with all that there. Ain't nobody trying to hear all that. And when I do I coach I coach selectively. Now I'm very selective in my coaching now. When I coached the masses, one of the greatest things that I Encountered is that poor people are allergic to positivity.
1: No.
0: The moment I be nice, you start looking for some reason to call me a demon or
1: something.
0: No. Oh, you're looking for me. You're looking for me. You, you, you can't, well, ain't nobody that cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's that cool in your reality. <laughs> that's, a, that's in your reality. Over here, it's a bunch of feelings, Susan Zorchino. <laughs> pick one. <laughs> Which, like, at this point, you're just saying, who do I vibrate at? At this point, it's not about qualifications. It's about, you know, am I in sync with you? It's plenty to pick from. It's hundreds of Antonio Smiths. Hundreds. Hundreds. It is, honestly. I, I, when people say, you know, I, I can't find a good man. What do you mean? Right, look left. <laughs> There's plenty of them over there. You just can't find a good man in your awareness. That's different. So I break this down. I'll break this down <laughs> to, to, to say not hundred. Because she'll always deal with what else. I break this down the way Tony Robbins would. Remember now, I want you all to have great credence, great respect for Tony Robbins. I'm not saying you don't, but I would love for you to do because we would. I'm a coach, but it's because he invented it. You know that no one was a coach until he was a coach. He has the number one coaching brand in the world by every standard if you name the standard he is it he you, you, you just checks by all those standards this is how he would explain it to you Chantel you to say ditto she can't, she's the only had a one of me <laughs> this is how you would explain it Chantel and if anyone who's listening would Chantel it's not that cell phone Isha would not be addicted to love is that her reward system is messed up. What's actually happened here is to not be loved rewards her. And it goes back to actual love. For her, love is to not to be loved. As humans, we move towards pleasure Mm -hmm. or from pain. And that's the only two things we do. But why do I keep hurting myself? Because for you, your reward system is messed up. And to hurt yourself is actually rewarding. There's a great example of this. You can see it on I Am Not Your Guru. Or I'm not a guru, no, I'm not your guru. On Netflix, Tony Robbins' Netflix special. It's a freaking amazing. And there's this guy, That his girlfriend is really mad at him because he's all you know, he's none, he's forget not alpha, he's 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 softer than your curls, Chantel. I'm serious, you know, like seriously, he's softer than your curls, and softer than a baby's bottom. And his girlfriend doesn't like him anymore. He's on there, he's really on there. Girlfriend doesn't like him anymore. She's ready to leave. And he's trying to get him to roar. He roars like a
1: kitten. (laughs) It's it's
0: really on there. You remember him, right? It's really on there. Yeah, on there. And you know, Tony Robbins breaks it down, and you know, you realize. Well, his dad was really abusive, and it's not that he was soft. His reward system was messed up. He was rewarded, Robin, for being a weak man, a weak male. That's how he didn't get punched in the face when his dad was drunk. Mm-hmm. What he had to do, when his dad came in the house abuser, and if, you know, if, if y'all know about abusive home, I'll, I'll give you a crash course in 15 seconds. Abusive homes, we all look, and if the abuser is happy, we know, cool. So it'll be a good day. If the abuse is not, we know, walk on pins and needles, but it's not going to work because at some point one of us is going to get hit. Mm -hmm. We're just trying, but we all know somebody is in the Russian roulette. Somebody. That's an abuse of household nonetheless. So this young man was rewarded, Chantel, for being soft. He was rewarded for being soft. He was. Mm-hmm. He was. He was rewarded for being soft because his dad wouldn't hit him unless he was softer than his dad. Mm-hmm. Now he gets this woman and he can't, mm-hmm. right, get that thing out of him. His reward system was messed up. He didn't like being that way. Mm-hmm. He was rewarded for being that way. And his girlfriend kept rewarding him for being that way until she got fed up. Remember that. If you're doing stuff that hurts you, your reward system's just messed up. It doesn't mean you can't fix it. It just means you have to go inside and release what you're still using not to own up to who you are. I was coaching someone today, an actual coaching client, one-on-one coaching client, and we got to a place where, boom, we got to the problem. It It was amazing. We got to the problem. Actually, I'm going to put it on YouTube later. We got to the problem. And the problem was, mom's dead, but she's still trying to prove her mom wrong. I picked up on it the week before, two weeks before. I didn't say nothing, because I had to travel and stuff. But I didn't say nothing. I, I wasn't sure if it was the church that had her acting this way, or if it was something else. I found out today it was something else. Robin, she was still trying to prove her mother wrong. Her mother abandoned her, and she was raised by her grandparents. And she promised, and this is this is on YouTube, she'll be recorded, so I'm not talking about nobody back. It'll be on YouTube later today. She promised, Deonna, I ain't going to never be like her. Not going to do it with my kids. I'm not going to do that. Now, she grew to a level of forgiveness to where she said, you know what? I'm not mad no more. But I'm not mad no more doesn't mean forgiveness. I wish I had somebody.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm not mad no more just means I've learned to deal with it. Everybody repeat after me, dealing with something. It's not releasing something. Go ahead, Chantel. Ask your question.
7: About three years ago, I remember saying to my mother, and that's actually something I've always heard her say about her parents is um just because I don't show you love doesn't mean I don't love you. Or and then what that's what she would say. And then something that I said to her one time was, "I know that you love me because you are so angry towards me, and you never want to speak to me." And I said this, and I believed it. I believe because I wanted to create something that was love, and what I was receiving was abandonment, was a, a. a neglect of affection um it was not no you know my parents not understanding me and because they did this I made that love I I symbolize that or I characterize that as love from my parents and as I'm listening to you how you show up for anything is how you show up for everything so because I've established this with my parents thinking that you know my father's not here but that that's how he loves me my mom mm. she doesn't call me all the time and she doesn't really list me but that's how she shows her love and I have been doing the same thing with other people
0: there you go and you've been picking people that you can do it too mm. So you, you can't you can't do that. I told I told someone there was someone whatever. I told a woman who had a habit of their their their, their name is not important, but I, I had to I had to keep it real. I said, listen, you list you used to sorry man, like you like that because you, you, you get with your girls, I you know, go to the beauty shop and you say, ha, ha, look, he ain't and all that stuff, he ain't doing nothing, he ain't doing nothing. And you actually take joy in cutting him down with your little funky homegirls. Yeah. Well, I actually cuss. No, funky, funky is good. Hit good. For a okay. And <clears throat> but you can't do that with a real man because you understand that you keep picking people you can do it too. Because you pick the broke ones so you can get the plane about how you got to pay for them, take care of everything. But this real man, and I'm not talking about violence, he don't need your money. That, that real one you was just with that you lost? Yeah, yeah. He didn't need your money. He, he, he quadrupled what you made. He didn't need your family. He had a fantastic family. And you couldn't handle him because you didn't know how to operate when someone doesn't need you for your sex or your money. So you blew it. And you know it's your fault. And you admit it's your fault because you didn't know how to handle someone you couldn't go to the beauty shop and talk about. Think about that for a second. Now, whether you, you, I mean, there could be some pushback to that, and I'm more than welcome to accept it. It's not going to stop it from being facts. She intentionally picked people she could dominate. And then when she got with someone she could not, and I'm not talking about violence, but she wanted that. He wanted happiness. She had to fake an argument and sabotage just so she could get out of the relationship. Some of you, male and female, I'm talking to BJ, as well as I'm talking to Shannon. Channel had his problems, while I'm using Shannon. This is what you do. You intentionally stack the deck not to your favor, so you can blame life, so you don't have to actually try. Some of you intentionally, you can't wait. You can't wait to say, see, this always happens to me. You can't wait to say that. Because God forbid you actually take responsibility for your own life and actually say, I messed it up, I'm going to fix it up. Nope. it has got to be something outside of you you can't control. This always happens to me. What What is this? That thing, what that thing? It's never, it's never Antonio. It's always this. You gotta get past that. You got you gotta get past that. You have to absolutely get past that. That's in your subconscious mind. It's terrible. Does it make you a bad person? There is no bad. It makes you a person that's serving yourself. That's what it makes you. That's all. I'm telling you, every last one of you have one-on-one interactions with me. Every last one. Everybody here. I am the same consistently. I ain't for no drama. And i learn from you if you allow. What we're not going to do is have me blaming you for why I'm not actively listening to you. I kicked two people out of the business university to date. I did. Two people. I kicked them out. Is it just two? It is it more than two?
1: Oh,
0: no, I kicked. I kicked. No, I kicked two. I kicked two. I kicked two. Their gender doesn't matter. Their behavior does. They didn't listen. And they wanted to challenge me. And I don't mind being challenged. All y'all challenged me. They wanted to challenge, overthrow, dismember me. And here I am trying to teach you something, and you don't want to hear that. So I said, now that you're done, can I talk? No. I tell you what. Thank you. <laughs> you no longer need it. <laughs> I appreciate you. And they're not here no more. And I don't apologize. I don't because I don't know. They got in some sort of like both of them got in at a speaking engagement, some deal, speaking engagement. You and I don't co-create well together. Somebody missed that one, Robin, but you weird though, Robin, you may get that one. You weird. You and I, we just don't co-create well together. I'm not mad. Go create that stuff with the people who are actually attracting you. I'm holding you back. You want to plant poison. And it is your right to plant poison. I'm here trying to get you to plant the opposite. That's not what you want. And I'm wrong. I'm wrong for trying to change you. I'm holding you back. And it's not right. So I release you to find the people you are attracting. We met just for a few moments. Thank you. One of them's blocked. The other one's not, but whatever. And there's no beef. Well, not on this end. There's not. We don't co-create well. It's not up for debate. Ask yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, in your subconscious mind, how many people right now you don't co-create well with, but they're still in your life?
1: Mm, mm,
0: mm. Got some hands up. Who else want to be brave enough to put their hands up? Come on. Come on. Yeah, that's sabotage. Your reward system is messed up. And you think you're a good person, but there ain't no good either. There's energy, and all of it's good. You just don't love yourself enough to let these people go, because your reward system's messed up. It is. Darrell said one of the most fantastic things I've heard. In the 21st century, like forget this year, it was all 21st century since the year 2000 happened. He said, "Well, 2001 would technically be the 21st century, right? Because 2000 will finish off the 19th century or 20th century." Since 2001, Daryl said the most fantastic thing that I have heard: religion just didn't work for me. Let me tell y'all something. I ain't heard such greatness. In a long time. This man ain't say religion's Man, He didn't say don't do religion, shouldn't he? He admires how religion works for lots of people. He just had the fortitude, forget awareness. He had the fortitude to say, you know what? It didn't work for me. And then in the same Sentence says, but I realized it was something greater than me. So he's not saying, "Ooh, get, get all that God stuff away. He's not saying none of that. He's saying, I know what works for me. And this dogmatic everyone else's rules and praying to the one you want me to understand when that's now how I understand this one, it don't work for me. Now, some of you had to shut your ears off because you couldn't hear it no more. And I said, because he said, well, there's no word from him. Let me tie it into you. How many of you have afforded to, uh, this, this, this man said that about a whole system of belief that has been here since man lit fire as soon as we got the dark and lit fire, we've been worshiping the fire god. Billions of years there has been religion. Or, if you want to be more conservative, a a scientific conservative. If you want to be religious conservative, then you can say millions or thousands of years, depending on where you fall in there. Either way. But you know your cousin for 27 years and you can't say like Daryl, you know what, my cousin never worked for me. Come on now. I, I thought I was talking about religion that whole time. Come on now. Daryl said Oof, it Man. cost him friends and family. How many of y'all got people in your life cost you friends and family? Daryl said, you know, I just realized it didn't work for me. I'm going to stop doing that. But y'all right now got the same financial practices costing you friends and family. Come on. Same financial practices costing you dreams, friends, and family. Peace, health, and giving you ulcers. And you won't say, you know what? That just won't work for me. You have a wife or a husband causing you friends, family, dreams, health, peace, and you go, you know what, just won't work for me. We just don't co-create well together. Some of you in a city that keeps sending you to jail, a whole city, it's small, the cops don't like you, they know your name, and you won't leave this poor city that keeps sending you to jail you know what, my mama was here, and my whole family been here. And you won't have the courage to go, this city just don't work for me. <laughs> I mean, I got, I'm i telling you, Daryl said, <laughs> and I wanted to shout when he said it, but my learned behavior said, actively listening, he's talking, I don't know, I think he's talking to Brian, maybe. was it even on this call? Was it? Like, they kind of blended together, I think it was this call. But anyway, it wasn't my conversation. He was talking. It was his conversation, and it wasn't my job to butt in and, like Shannon said, and give my two cents. So I didn't give it. I wanted to, <laughs> just like Robin wanted to, but she stayed quiet. So I called her. She said, "I'm boiling." She didn't just jump in and say, "Hey, I'm a stylist. Let me say because I know what Shan is talking about more than anybody." She didn't do that. She said. I'll be quiet until I'm supposed to talk. That's wisdom.
9: Mm
0: Darren will say, this whole dogmatic system that saves souls doesn't work for me. Some of y'all won't even say your workout habits don't work for you no more. Come on. Come on. Think about that for a second. This man laid down a whole system. You won't limit access to D-Ray. Come on. Some of you you sell back. Because you some stuff you gotta let go. You do. You absolutely have to let it go. It's not serving you. It doesn't sit well. Can I push that further, Grace? Some of y'all parents don't serve y'all. See, they didn't like that one. They didn't like that one. I'm telling you to your faith, every psychologist would say, I'm just gonna say it more cooler like Denzel Washington points his finger, you
1: fool. You fools!
9: You won't tell the cops on me. I'm
1: sorry, all, right. <laughs> <Train it down. laughs>
9: all of you fools
1: catching cases. All right.
0: I'm gonna tell you to your face. Some of your parents, they just don't co-create well with you. Does that mean you cut them off? No. Does it mean they're bad? No. It just means you do this for them and not with Mm
5: -hmm. them.
0: Mm, mm, mm. I just said a whole lot there. You got to do it for them. You can't do it with them. You keep trying
1: that. It ain't working.
0: I know this to be true. I don't work well with my mother. This is not offensive. My mother is my mother. It is what it is. She is a beautiful queen that God loves and appreciates, and so do I. I've talked to her six times. In my entire life, since I was six, she don't really like me. She loves the idea of me, and she is she loves to brag about what I've accomplished. But when I enter into her atmosphere, I repulse her, my only guess would be she doesn't like the decisions she's made, and I remind her of those decisions, and that's not wrong. She's doing the best she can with what she has, and I will not today or any day stand in judgment of her. She's been on drugs since 1985 to my knowledge. She does not like that she can't enjoy. And I'm gonna tell you when I realized this, it was October 20th, 2012. I realized it, October 20th, 2012. My 10 year old was four at the time. My six-year-old was just born. He was April, six months. He was six months. And I had a phone, and I showed her her grandkids. She got pissed. Now, she did the most amazing thing afterwards. It's the most amazing thing. I've never, I never you know, God is funny. It happened at Shannon's church and Grace's church. God is real funny. There's a member, I don't even know her name, at Grace and Shannon Church that know my mother, like know her, know her better than I would ever know her. And she uses my mom to clean up her house. It was Thanksgiving, and my mom she left a message to my mom and said, No, it's Christmas. She left a message to my mom and said, Hey. See, my mom left a message through her. Hey, your mama want to see you. I said, "Excuse me." I ain't, first of all, I, ain't, I didn't know your member, and I show the thing she know who my mama was. You know, I think she talking about the lady just walked in here.
1: <laughs> you know, Tuesday, <laughs>
0: bossing me around. They me go to the funeral hall, right? Y'all, y'all, y'all got to meet. you got to meet Lucy. She is a boss of all bosses. She runs me around. She just does it. She just does it. That's what I thought she was talking about. And she did, the, my, my, my biological mother did the most beautiful thing on planet Earth while, while being who she is to me and after she had this love-hate reaction for her grandkids. It was the first time she had grandkids. And it was the first time she met. Them. She got them a piece for Christmas. Now, that's not where the beautiful thing comes in. Your member, I I went to go, Tillman, her pastor, sent me to go get some pies from your member. I don't know her name. I don't know her to save my life. I went to pick them up, and then they church member told me the story about my mama. I'm going to tell you the way this lady told me. You know she working for that Mexican guy down the street. He's real abusive, and he be doing your mama real bad. He don't pay her, and he's supposed to be paying her eighty dollars a week, and he gives her twenty dollars a week. And she been working for him for four months, and it's wrong, and I hate it. And all she do is give all he do is give her twenty dollars instead of that eighty dollars and in my head I was so nice Mr. December. I say when 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 she said been working since since the summer August wait a minute she just gave eighty dollars somebody ain't doing the mafia rock every check that she She gave to those grandkids. There's a story in the Bible that says this one lady gave all she had, two months, and Jesus said, "This one, (laughs) this one gave the most." I, I'm, I tell you this because there's two different subconsciouses going on. But they're both doing the same thing. My, is, my mother is a master creator doing the best she can with what she has. Let me tell you something. I love my kids. I got, I got three, but it's two boys that I always talk about because I'll be protecting the world for my little girl. Two boys. In this case, it was only two boys. And I ain't never, Daryl, ever worked, not got paid, did not eat, got abused, let somebody do it intentionally, and gave all my money to my doggone kids. I wish somebody heard me. They had to go to rent something somewhere. I, I don't really. The only habit I got is Reese's, which Daryl he served me and stop eating, but he ain't gave me the almond. He ain't gave me the almond peanut butter recipe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I got, you know, I got, I got to keep, you know, got to keep doing this poison thing until he gives me that. <laughs> but she gave Santel all she had. And she gave all she had while getting whipped. And she gave it to a son she barely knows, but has a eternal connection to. Now, why on earth would I not recognize her as a master genius creator that is doing the best she can with what she has? Shannon said earlier, and I'll repeat, I've never heard of this before. She said it earlier that I learned from anyone. What I'm telling you right now, I learned from my mom that day. I did. I learned no matter what someone does, you never know what they're going to do next. That's the only thing that matters. You know why that's the only thing that matters? Because subconsciously, it's the only thing we can do. It's the only thing we can control, what we do next. Because what Daryl is doing in this second, he's already decided he was going to do when he woke
9: up this morning.
0: He said it earlier. Before he put on his socks and brushed his teeth and the the vegan cheese out of his mouth, before he did all that, he already decided what he was going to do at that moment he was doing. So Chantel, Thomas, whoever, you can't judge me for by what I'm doing right now. Yeah. It's a residual effect of what I used to be. But what I'm getting ready to do next is who I am. Unfortunately for us humans, next is just a second away. Now should not be judged. A couple of seconds from now, I observe my fruit Not what I'm surrounded by, but what comes from me. And at the heart of it, I'm subconscious, at least this week of it, honestly my mom and my dad at six years old gave me up period point blank it is what it is it just is my dad just wrote me a letter i haven't read it yet it just is what it is there's no beef my dad looks at me as his mentor i actually ordained my dad He's in prison, but I actually ordained him to do to be a pastor inside the prison and planted a church inside of his unit. I've been live for a few years. I planted two churches. They're both thriving and well. Pastors have the same names, just senior (laughs) and (laughs) junior. That's it. That's all you can do. Nothing else. You don't get to judge your mom or your dad. You don't get to judge, this is going to hurt a little bit. You don't get to judge your rapist or your molester. I know. I know. I know it hurts. I know. I know. But I'm not being an insensitive man. I've experienced both. You don't go up homeless as a six-year-old kid and not have people take advantage of you. uh, It just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. just doesn't happen. I got the psychological reports and the jail records to prove it, or the police records, I say, to prove it. So I'm not speaking from a place of arrogance, but a place from experience. As Robin said earlier, that's where she knows how to come from. All I can tell you, in all honesty, your life is yours to enjoy. Not to judge, but to enjoy. i leave you with this. I was reminded today. You know what? I don't leave you with this. I'm gonna let the video leave you with this. There's no point in me trying to tell you something I'm not going to say as good as the video. Now, do yourself a favor, because right after the video, all I'm going to do is say, you can plan better, you can dominate, to intentionally not have a dialogue about it, for you to stew on it, and and just enjoy. I played it before in a different class, and I'll play it now. Here we go. Daryl gave me the recipe? Yeah. Good job, Daryl. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) My man.
11: (laughs) I remember the very first time I had a life coach, they weren't called that at the time, but an expert on, who shared with our audience, the women, she did a list and said, where are you on the list? And literally in that audience, women booed her when she said, put yourself top of the list. This was in 1992. In 1992, the idea of being top of your own list was people like, how dare she? And she doesn't have children. I said, she didn't say abandon your children and go running in the streets. (laughs) She just said, put yourself at the top of the list. Nurture yourself. Honor yourself. Stop the crazy mind chatter in your head that tells you all the time that you're not good enough. Because that's the number one, I found to issue with everybody. Uh, the reason people say, you know, how was how that? How was that? It's because you, you, you want to know, how do you measure up? Well, to know that you're just being here. You're just being here. However that sperm, bam, hit that egg.
1: <laughs>
11: However that occurred for you, that you're being here is such a miraculous thing. And that your real job is to honor that is to honor that. And the sooner you figure that out, oh, wow, wow. I'm one of the lucky ones. I got to be here. So how do you continue to prepare yourself to, 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 to live out the highest, fullest, truest expression of yourself as a human being? And I just want to end with this. Yeah. There are no mistakes. Yeah. There really aren't any, because you have a supreme destiny. When you're in your little mind, in your little personality mind, where you're not centered, you really don't know who you are, that you come from something greater and bigger, and that we really all are the same. When you don't know that, you get all flustered. You get stressed all the time, wanting something to be what it isn't. There is a supreme moment of destiny calling on your life. Your job is to feel that, to hear that, to know that. And sometimes when you're not listening, you get taken off track. You get in the wrong marriage, the wrong relationship. You take the wrong job but it's all leading to the same path. There are no wrong paths. There are none. There's no such thing as failure really, because failure is just that thing trying to move you in another direction. So you get as much from your losses as you do from your victories, because the losses are there to wake you up. The losses are to say, oh! That is why you go to school, (laughs) so that CBS can call you. So when you understand that, you don't allow yourself to be completely thrown by a grade or by a circumstance because your life is bigger than any one experience. And if I had, I always ask people on Super Soul Sunday to tell me, what would you say to your younger self? Every person says in one form or another, I would have said,
1: Relax. Relax, it really is
11: going to be okay. Because even if you're on a detour right now, and, and that's how you know, when you're not at ease with yourself, when you're feeling like oh, no, that is the cue that you need to be moving in another direction. Don't let yourself get all thrown off, continue to be thrown off course. When you're feeling off course, That's the key. How do I turn around? So when everybody was talking about, when I started this network, if I had only known, good Lord, how difficult it would be, um, the way through the challenge is to get still and ask yourself, what is the next right move? Not think about, oh, I got all of this. What is the next right move? And then from that space, make the next right move and the next right move. And not to be overwhelmed by it because you know your life is bigger than that one moment. You know you're not defined by what somebody says is a failure for you. Because failure is just there to point you in a different direction.
0: And that's all the time I got, now. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can clap better. You can dominate. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you tomorrow. Appreciate you.